It's a trap, you walked right into the hate All over a new king that's face is just replaced It's all the same, used to be ruled by force And no matter who it is, they'll still carry on the torch Just a lie, cheat, steal, half of what you make Taxation is theft, it's time to vacate the state Newsflash, all your cash is an you From killers who really do steal from you Inflation is a weapon used by every nation Who says that the same in the world through lies Have they disguised and pass off as bravery? Well, I got news, debt is slavery It don't matter who's matter, a new master don't matter When they both want the same, the state don't play no games They got you trying to survive and put you on sides And ready to kill each other, that's conquering divide It's all for show, all for hyper control to get off my neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds, boy <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. What's Teen, Teen Wolf or whatever name you wanted to come up with customarily is in the building. Right. <laughs> what's, what's really going on, man? Just a mild sweat that'll eventually grow to an unbearable <laughs> trickle, you know? So, really, there's no better way, man. I figured uh, I had a conversation today uh, with a man by the name of Elmo, hmm. and uh, he reminded me that... Uh, Pain is the only way through, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Tears are such a good waste of suffering, if you think about it. Everybody Nobody likes should... a bitch. <laughs> no, no. I told him, I was like, man, I broke my toe and I almost threw up. I don't know how you're doing what you're doing. Like, that's crazy. Everybody should send positive vibes or whatever the fuck you call it over that way to Elmo because he's systematically breaking his leg every day for the next, you know, 17 days or so. Yeah, it's, uh, I was looking at the, uh, looking at some some photographic evidence of that and uh man the human body is amazing but so is its capacity to feel pain yeah you know? i'm so glad we have such a nice neural network to let <laughs> us know what's going on in our bone wedges it was particularly designed to let you know that hey hey fucker yeah. <laughs> just wanted to let you know that the doctor cut a wedge out about <laughs> this long and i'm gonna let you feel every bit of it <laughs> Actually, we decided you also uh, pain medication. That's just way too dangerous. Uh, pain is much more, much more appropriate. <laughs> Such a more effective teacher, really. If you think about it. Oh man! So, yeah. uh, <clears throat> not to you know completely gloss over everything going on in the news, but I don't think either of us really give a fuck. Yeah, I did want to mention uh, George Floyd's George Floyd's uh, ritualistic murder that never really happened. Man, you know when a cop kills somebody. They uh, cordon off the crime scene. They have another department come in or another section of their department come in and do an investigation. They don't put them in the back of an ambulance and drive away right. with the body. Um, So there's that. You know? I don't know yeah. if you're hip to the Boulay Society. No. It's uh the black end of the skull and bones. Okay. Okay. He had a tattoo of a 32nd degree uh, Freemasonic eagle on his chest. Really? Yeah. Huh. They worked together. He was a porn star. It's was all party favors. Yeah. However, Atlanta, that was murder. Yeah. Know? I mean, how do you think, it, how do you feel about that? Oh, man. Well, you know, <clears throat> I I remember when I was uh, in college, uh, I believe, um, I have to forgive me for my date, um, fucking amnesia here, but I believe it was 1967, state of Tennessee v. Garner, uh, particularly, they uh, they actually declared it unconstitutional uh, to shoot a individual that was fleeing, yeah. uh, regardless of whether or not they had committed a felony. What they had done. Yeah. Um, and I think you'll find that um, if you let somebody go, 
that's running away rather than, you know, murdering them by, you know, firing <laughs> yeah. rounds directly into their back. I think, I think you'll find that you'll stay within the, ba- the confines of the Constitution. That dude probably would have kept his job. Yeah. 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 Um, honestly, you know, for, for anybody out there, I think uh, if you have any sympathy for, um, you know, murderers, <laughs> regardless of what color shirt they happen to be wearing, or a flag, uh, maybe you're in the wrong. <laughs> you know, uh, I just want you to know that um, there is there is no possible way that any um, natural society should be capable of being like, oh yeah, hey, we've got no problem with our uh, government actors. You know, just murdering civilians. For I don't the make the laws. Be. I just sign up to yeah. enforce them with violence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I think the level of just like cognitive dissonance there, like, hey, we don't, um, you know, because I think if you find like everybody's got that anecdotal story of like, hey, but uh, my cousin's a cop, man, and he's a really good guy. Your cousin's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're all pieces of shit. <laughs> Hashtag no lives matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, it's kind of like, I, you know, I empathize with it. I, I empathize with at least certain parts of it. You know, I mean, there are some legitimate some very few legitimate efforts that you know quote-unquote law enforcement takes part in people make to serve the community yeah and and you know don't get me wrong there there probably are quite a few people out there in the world that that's what they you know that's what their main intention is but obviously that's not what's going on here and i'm i'm not okay you know i'm not okay with that i can't breathe yeah i mean seriously it's it's kind of it's kind of insanity that we can just, it kind of reminds me, I actually started reading a couple nights ago a book called uh, called uh, Gulag Archipelago. For those of you who are interested, please, please check this out. Plenty of people are buying it on Amazon right now. Man, uh, they absolutely should. Um, Al- I, and the, the Russian names I've never been able to pronounce, but Alexander Slotchnin, uh, he wrote that book, and, and much like 1984, it's kind of a scary uh, representation of what we all have the possibility to become. And, uh, you know, he kind of referenced the fact that people almost, they almost wanted malicious, com- malicious compliance to the point where they would just acquiesce to the government, whatever they wanted. Yeah, you're being taken away to some political prisoner camp, but let's just comply, you know? Surely they can't have any negative intentions. Truly, I just need to be re-educated. Yeah, right. I'm actually the one that's off course. <laughs> yeah, here. maybe I'm the guy that's wrong here. Uh, could really couldn't be any other way. Uh, Surely so. isn't the giant monolith of government yeah. that we've created. There's, you know. And, you know, I think uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, Westworld had it right. You know, God, these, these violent delights have violent ends. Such violent ends. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, Really, let's all be honest here. I mean, let's not have some, like, you know, insane kind of pipe dream that any country was was built on anything but blood, you know? Slavery. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, that's all we've done. All every country, you know. Humans. Th- throughout history. Yeah. We're actually just, uh, uh, I think Elon Musk put it the best. Uh, the, the brain, the cortex of the brain is the small computer uh, that's controlled by the monkey brain, which is a limbic system. And... Uh, violence and all the things will just <laughs> they'll eventually just uh take us you know take us to that spot so i mean everything's so contrived and please tell me because you have that i don't want to use the word sober because it's such a dirty word right but that uh <laughs> steadfast viewpoint at least i feel like you, you kind of rein me in sometimes when yeah. i'm 
At least pull me back, and then whenever we're not together, I just drop the. <laughs> yeah. I cut the anchor off and just let it go into the storm. You know what I mean? But they literally crafted this whole story. Uh, we have evidence of them delivering bricks. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have. Uh, I watched a video earlier of cops using a fucking circular saw to cut off the uh, armored entrance to a jewelry store, and then they just left. Uh, <laughs> But the whole thing in itself, George Floyd, right? Uh, the symbology of it all. Dude killed him with his knee. Right. He kneeled down on his neck. And what's that remind you of in mm. culture? Well, Ka- Kaepernick. I mean, yeah. The whole. Uh, yeah. It was like just, a, it was so intentional of uh, of the antithesis yeah. of everything, you know? Is that. Is that possible that, that oh, could happen absolutely. organically? Absolutely. No, I mean, not organically, no. That was all by design. Proven. You know, it I has feel. to be. They also had the uh, him saying, I can't breathe, before he was even choking him, mm-hmm. which reminds you of uh, Eric Garner. Yeah. yeah. It literally conjures up every bit of fucking racial fucking divide yeah. all in one event. Yeah. And yeah, we, just let it, we just let it run. Well, and you know, I think too, uh, <clears throat> I think uh, if you look at it, if you look at it in that way, and I remember I listened a few days ago to a, a short video clip that uh, Eric Weinstein, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Eric Shout out Weinstein. Eric Weinstein. Man. Savage. That guy is, uh, that guy is next level. If you uh, want to be uncomfortable with how unintelligent you are, <laughs> check out some of his videos. <laughs> yeah. If actually you just want to burn any degree that you have hanging up on your wall right now, go ahead and listen to Eric Weinstein. Useless paper. But he he made a really good point. Um the other day, you know, he said that um, the video, the the very calm way in which George Floyd was, you know, murdered uh, in in that fashion, exactly like that, is it, it had a lot of uh, it had a lot of he could draw a lot of correlations to um, you know lynching postcards because it was videotaped. I mean, it was live. We all watched this live. I mean, over and over and over again. And so it's like a you have this, you're forced to watch this. There's no other way. You can't escape it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's like 9-11. They just it's, put right. it on replay. It's ubiquitous. And then you have a situation where it's like, okay, we're going to take every correlation to popular culture and all the issues that people are bringing out, and we're just going to say, hey, we're just going to throw this in your face, but we're going to twist it in this, in this way while we're murdering somebody. Mm-hmm. If, that's, if that's coincidental, then... You know, fuck me. I, don't believe, <laughs> I honestly can't physically believe in coincidence anymore. Yeah. It's just, I mean, at a certain point, I think it's just really impossible to say that, okay, you know, I, I can I can accept that this, this just happened the way that it happened. I mean, there's just no other way. How do you explain that he didn't look anything like, and I don't want to make this entire show about racial killing, but uh, how do you explain that he looks nothing like the guy in the video in his arrest photo? Mm, yeah. That's I mean, different, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, and two, I think there's just... You know, and like you said, I mean, we could rehash this for for eternity, but I think it's so important to say, okay, this this it's literal. I mean, it's literal. Obviously, you can't you can't deny that it's literal, but you also can't deny that it's that it's just really metaphorical. What happened in that video was metaphorical. It was just it was okay. Let's take this event and let's you know. It's just kind of like let's take this symbology and let's use it in a way that you know we're going to make sure that everybody. It's very convenient too that it happened right at the end of everybody giving a fuck about COVID. Right. Where we we're all forced to wear the mask out of compliance. Yeah. People started standing up, and now you got 
people taking a knee. Bow yeah. to the king. Yeah. You know? That's my favorite thing when uh, Kaepernick would, would do that shit. I would go on those posts and be like, yes, bow to your white overlords. Man. You know, just yeah. to trigger the argument. Right. But now it's like literally in your face. Yeah. You try to stand up and now everybody's kneeling. Right. And then you go to this guy in Atlanta. I mean, he tried to defend himself. Yeah. Not saying he wasn't a piece of shit. We're all pieces of shit. Right. Yeah. But like, you know what his crime was? Yeah. Why the cop wanted to interact with him? Uh-uh. He passed out drunk in his car to Wendy's. So, no victim. Right. No victim, no crime, in my opinion. Right. But dude starts attacking him, or whatever. Right. Dude's like, get the fuck out of here. They start fighting. I don't know. Anyway. Well, and you know, <laughs> here's the thing I think at the end of the day is is there's the unavoidable part of every single time this happens. I mean, well, let's see. What was it? 2019 where we have 1,014 people. Uh, killed by law enforcement in the Sounds about right. Just a fraction of how many dogs they kill, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, let's take the overall harm uh, that law enforcement causes, and, and let's kind of, like, break that down and think, you know, maybe in some of those cases, maybe. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they were legitimate, right? But how many murders happened last year in the United States mm. from the quote-unquote law enforcement? Yeah. You know? Heavy air quotes. I mean, like, let's let's just take that for granted, and let's say that, like, no matter how much... No matter how much constitutional guidelines it's put forth about when it's appropriate to, I don't know, shoot people to death, not, most of these things that we see don't fall within those guidelines. Hmm. So what, what point are we sending here when we just, we just sweep this shit under the rug, you know? I don't know. Yeah. They're using it to their end, though. Right. Talking about dissolving and defunding cops and all that. Yeah. Uh, plus, now you've got a giant nationwide, like, People are just resigning. Yeah. Because they don't want to be involved. And I can't blame them. I mean, that's more honorable than just killing a dude out of cold blood yeah. in the street on camera. Yeah. But, uh, and let's, and let's do, let's talk about, like, why in the fuck we're still concerned about no knock drug warrants? Why the fuck are we still doing no knock drug warrants? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, who gives a fuck if they flush the drugs? Guess what? The End drugs goal are gone. Is accomplished. Yeah, you know, like you didn't get to make them your slave for twenty nine cents a yeah. day. Yeah, I'm sorry that you couldn't do, you know, slave labor for Apple. You know, I'm or sorry Walmart. that you couldn't make, uh, you know, more money for a private prison. You know, that ran an article a couple years ago saying that they were going to close down if they didn't get enough people to fill the oh, beds. That poor they had. baby. You know, I mean, let's fucking be real here, man. It's slavery. Yeah, absolutely, it is. And I think you know. <clears throat> A lot of people, they can, you know, they can disregard some of the correlations that people have drawn to, you know, modern day law enforcement and, and the prison industrial complex or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. I mean, let's, let's be honest. It's, it's fucking slavery. Yeah. You know, it's, it's wage slavery. It's indentured servitude. It doesn't matter the name you put on it. That's what it is. I'm not really good at math, but if you could in your mind run uh, a comparison, uh, slaves on a different level that work for the government to fight uh, blood or oil wars across the sea mm. for our freedom. Somehow mm. our freedom got overseas right. in the Middle yeah. East. I'm not sure how, but uh, you know they get all these kids, 18 years old, all jacked up and signed up to go over there and fight the, the brown man Yeah, for whatever reason. I almost feel like inmates get paid more than soldiers do. Yeah. I might be wrong. Yeah. But I mean, you get that, you know, you're spending 24-7 operation overseas with the expectation of being a bullet sponge or murdering. Yeah. And then they entice you back in with a $30,000 sign-on bonus. Right. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and two, I think if you look at, uh, if you look at so many of the things that, you know, over the 
over the course of history that they've done. Like with, you know, they talked about that, right? The United States Army has helped develop Call of Duty. They've helped develop oh, yeah. all these video games where they're replicating, you know, wartime scenarios. What's the purpose of that, right? Do you, do you know why that is? I mean, we we are literally, we are a culture that generates violence through whatever means necessary. Yeah. Whether that's, whether that's you know, we're just going to incarcerate people for drugs that we allowed to be brought over into this country that in the first place. Brought them over here themselves. You know? CIA I mean, plane or... I'm sure cocaine just kind of just grew legs and walked over here. I'm sure Ronald Reagan and, you know, his well, actually, presidential. Actually, cocaine got a, far, a pilot's license and it yeah. flew into the Air Force <laughs> base down there in Florida. I was going to say, I didn't know, uh, I don't know about you, but I really wasn't sure that they granted those to inanimate objects. But, hey, I mean. Well, I mean, you got. Uh, <laughs> I thought class four substances were prohibited from gaining any aviation license. We can't stop people from freedom, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you identify as a kilo of cocaine right. or not. You can you can get a pilot's license. You can fly into a military base and go completely unobscured until you Man. get caught in the street with some some black fellow's pocket, and then yeah. it's, it's over for you. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think too. How dare you make a living without paying your taxes? <laughs> Cock sucking piece of shit. And you know, I think about it. If you look at. Um, you know, if you look at some of the things like, listen, you know, drugs in some way, you know, opiates and so, yeah, okay, they've they've ruined some of the fabric of society. On purpose. But here's the problem with that, though. Hmm. It wasn't the drugs that ruined society. It was our response to the drugs that ruined society. Right. I mean, listen, I hate it, right? I hate it, but they're right. Like, clean injection sites, they work. I, yeah, I have no problem with you that. You know? I, I hate to sit here and say, like, yeah, we should just set up fucking... They're going to do tents. it regardless. Yeah. So why not? Absolutely. And here's the thing, man, is would you rather have the guy in the lane next to you nodding out on heroin, 75 miles an hour going down 75? Right. Or would you rather have him, you know, in a tent at a clean injection site and he's not driving? Right. I hate to say it, but it fucking works. I mean, truth hurts. You know? What about uh, Ibogaine? Mm. You know, even Dang. the treatment options. Yeah. Let, let them have safe use, like you're saying, with clean injection sites. But mm. the way that you get off this shit, they made a Schedule 1. Right. Ibogaine. It's right. a fucking psychoactive drug that's non-addictive. Right. That literally cures people of all kinds of addictions. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and that's the crazy thing, is that by nature, it's not, like the properties in it are not addictive at all. Like it's literally. We can't patent this. Yeah. It's Schedule almost one. impossible to make it addictive. So it's like, it's literally the least effective moneymaker in the world. The most recent example of that, they tried to make Kratom a Schedule 1, but they mm. failed, luckily. Good. Yeah. Uh, what blew my fucking mind, somehow they made CBD a Schedule 1, but then they backtracked on it only as long as it took them for their, they have a patent on CBD. Ah. Uh, Big Pharma. So once uh, that patent got through, they were cool. Yeah. They're like, ah, go ahead. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, uh, but they, they had it at gas stations everywhere, and then it like disappeared for like six months, and then it came right back. Yeah, yeah, because I thought the same thing. <laughs> when I first the saw them at gas through. stations, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What do we? And then they disappeared, and I thought, I knew they'd get that, just like they got salvia. Salvia. Just like they got oh, K2. You know? So delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck reality. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, so fucking overrated, man. Yeah. I kind of uh, wanted to slide into that, too, whenever you're ready. Yeah. Our, yeah. Uh, we had a lot of fire conversations about a week ago. Uh, time's funny. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's a flat circle. <laughs> Could have been seven years ago. 78 sure. years ago, we were talking uh, uh, in the pumpkin patch, you know. 
bunch of unruly pumpkins not wanting to get up. Get the fuck out. Uh, but talking about the nature of reality and maybe uh, everybody's opinion on free will. Mm. Because I, me and you, I, I mean, it, it was more than a week ago. We went back and forth a little bit just in our little, whenever we get time to talk yeah. about it. And I was like, nah, man, totally have free will. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. And the, you you wore me down. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe on the micro, but yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. I guess. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, <laughs> before we do any- that, let's uh, take a quick moment about kratom. Uh, yeah, for sure. A good buddy of mine. Just small anecdotal story here, but um, man, I'm a firm believer in kratom. Honestly, um, a good buddy of mine. He's got a a uh, <clears throat> a relatively rare neurological disorder that causes your brain to interpret random signals as pain signals so the feeling of a jacket rubbing across your skin um you know he describes it as needles on a sunburn always or sometimes it's it's not always but it's a majority of the time so it literally causes you to live in just abject pain and the fear like just this total fear of just constantly reoccurring pain that's crazy yeah and it all started with um it all started with um a uh, a slip disc that became herniated and then started to uh, press on his um, on the um, sciatic nerve, hmm. and so you know he had s- several unsuccessful surgeries at treatment. Uh, he was looking at um, spinal fusions, different things like that. Um, <clears throat> and about that time, he discovered Chris Bell. Now, Chris Bell is a former um, you know wrestler. And, uh, and he, and he had kind of a similar situation with, uh, uh, pain and, and unsuccessful back surgeries. And then, you know, Chris Bell developed an opiate addiction and then he found discovered Kratom. Well, after the, the second unsuccessful back surgery, this buddy of mine, he, uh, he found Kratom and, uh, he hasn't taken, uh, the narcotics they prescribed him in, I believe it's over four years now. Damn. Victory for him. Completely with the use of Kratom. So, uh, listen, Kratom works. There, I mean, the alternatives to what Big Pharma has on the market, they work. You know, and the for fact sure. that if you can sit here and you can tell me the coincidences of slave labor and prisons or that, you know, the heroin epidemic caused by overprescriptions of of opiate drugs you can tell me that all of these things aren't just coincidental or, I, or that they are coincidental rather i don't believe in coincidence i mean it's just not fucking possible what was it the 90s we had the crack epidemic that rolled through the inner cities in order yeah. to help further destabilize the black family yeah that's now going on in the white family right opiate addiction or meth mm-hmm. and it just so conveniently happens in the in the different areas yeah you know the areas that they want it's a fucking 40 chessboard i feel like absolutely <laughs> and well, the uh, treatments and, are fucking schedule one or just about, you know? Yeah. I mean, and like, let's take that even, you know, if you, if you say, okay, well, like, let's, uh, let's create suboxone. Let's treat opiate addiction with another drug that you can also get addicted to. Another opiate. You know, let's, uh, let's create, you know, let's create methadone for, I mean, wh- I mean, what the fuck are we doing here? Did you ever see the, uh, pull it up here real quick. The advert for heroin when it came out? Mm-mm. Oh. They put it in everything. It was in a cough syrup. One of these old-time advertisements, it's this one. 
It's talking about heroin as a non-addictive treatment to opium addiction. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> Bayer Pharmaceuticals created heroin. Yeah. As a suboxone alternative. <laughs> <laughs> so opium, heroin, fucking methadone, uh, suboxone, fentanyl. Yeah. I saw an ad one day when I was sitting in the doctor's office, my kid, um, before fentanyl hit the streets. They were talking about this pen that you could get. And I don't remember if it had like pills in it or if it just dosed you if you tapped yourself, but it was a non-addictive way to get off <laughs> fucking fentanyl. <laughs> How many times does this have to happen before yeah. we just, I mean, you know, the reason why these people have power is because we allow them to have power. Yeah, absolutely. Same with the cops. Yeah, absolutely. Same with any of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that reminds <laughs> me too, back to, and I, I, and I think that's, and like I said, I'm going to go ahead and reiterate uh, go out and buy Gulag Archipelago. I mean, buy it, like, seriously, because it's a... Who's the author again? Uh, Alexander Slotchnian. Okay. He actually was... He was um, he was a captain in the uh, Soviet Army, and in 1945, he w- uh, he wrote a, uh, a critical letter of uh, Stalin, <laughs> and it was incarcerated as a political prisoner. Um, How dare you think? Eight years, yeah. God damn. So... And and some of the things that you know he he recounts in there is just no, I mean it's just hard to describe. I mean it's unfathomable, really. Uh, but he made a good point. There was a uh, there was an, an agency of the Soviet government that was solely responsible. The only thing that they did was they would go around and they would find people to lock up as political prisoners. And there was actually no. And he says this, and he says there was no method that they chose how to how to pick these people like none of these people or not i'm going to say most of these people were not even critical of the ussr government they just weren't enthusiastic they just had a quota (laughs) they had a quota to fill okay and so they would come to these people's houses and they'd be like hey you know you're under arrest and the people would be like well okay you know i guess uh i guess i guess i am and it got to the point they they had such trouble filling these quotas because they couldn't find anybody that was critical of the of the government after everybody started getting hip to this. So they would send people postcards in the mail. And they would say, "Hey, you need to come to the town hall," uh, you know, and everybody would come to the town hall, and then they would just arrest summarily arrest entire groups of people at the town hall. What the fuck? Yeah. So you want to talk about? Listen, if we haven't learned anything, <laughs> you know, if we haven't learned anything from the fact that like just just complete compliance. To an authority that that gives has no concern for your well being at all, I would literally <laughs> would literally give doctors medical licenses to prescribe you drugs, over prescribe you drugs that you'll get hooked to on purpose, you know, on purpose, and then incarcerate oh. you for them, and then sell your slave labor uh, to Apple while they're also <laughs> you know allowing them to put money in in offshore tax accounts, you know, and use fucking. Chinese children, you know, jumping off of factory roofs. So, I mean, listen, uh, the the government sucks, okay? They don't our, love you. Our government sucks, and they hate you, they you know? They fucking hate you. I mean, yeah. they hate you as as soon as you become non-profitable, they hate you. Let's put it that way. They really love you if you've got a dime, you right. know? Hey, little man, let me hold a dollar. I mean... It looks like you owe me nine pennies, <laughs> <man. Look in. laughs> Uh 
It's so crazy, too, because you look at all the other governments. I was talking to Elmo about this yesterday, like, or this morning, actually. There was a guy who, like, uh, I forget if it was TikTok or what it was, but it was one of those. It was either that or YouTube. I mean, by an English guy. He was defending a statue of uh, Churchill. And he's like, you know, love him or hate him. Yeah. If he, if he didn't stand there and that statue wasn't there, then there would be a different statue and there'd be swastikas everywhere. Yeah. I'm not defending him. Right. I'm not saying he's right or wrong, but like, I'm thinking about their how you can justify being someone proud of the achievements of your country, and yet you still allow people who think they came from dragons to rule you, right? <laughs> <laughs> but then on the other hand, you've got America, and we all cult worship our fucking red or blue, yeah, fucking dick that we're about to take for the yeah. next 48 years yeah and then china where they've got china they've got uh, the falun gong you know about them yeah where they're like the most pure buddhist i think they're vegan yeah they just live healthy lives and the chinese yeah. government's like man i bet they got some healthy organs yeah yeah and then they just round them up and take their organs yeah. and sell them yeah actually i i read an article one time that they live they lived a lot of their lives with masks over the face because they were concerned that they might like swallow a bug Swallow a fly inadvertently and kill it. Karma. Yeah, you know, and so that's how that's how pure these people were, you know. Man, I need some kidneys. I mean, <laughs> uh, actually, you could find some really good articles about how, um, about how, like the Chinese black market is so riff with the, you know kidneys and and uh, livers and hearts and different things like that because there's literally just a point where they're like, well, you know. <laughs> Uh, we did a show on the Falun Gong and all that organ harvesting. Yeah. And there are pictures that we put in the episode cover of uh, a major Chinese airport. They actually have fucking lines on the floor, like, uh, you know, domestic travel, foreign travel, organ harvest, or organ donation. Uh, what is it? Organ transplant. They have a fast track lane for people to come from in and out of the country to just order shit. Mm. And we broke down the timelines. Like, you could go in there, depending on the money you paid. And you could get anything yeah. within a span of about 30 days. You paid more, you're getting it quick. But that's, I mean. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. Yeah. So let's not uh, let's not linger too long on any one subject. Let's, oh, no. Uh, this is the common theme of the show. Uh, yeah. We, we identified the number one killer of man a long time ago. Yeah. In our probably the first 40 episodes, and that's democide. Yeah. Death by government. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think if you think about it, um, if you think about it in this in this way, <clears throat> at least with at least with uh, pretty much any other method um, or really cause for human violence towards one another, democide is the only thing that's ever going to continue. Mm. Because I believe that, at least to some degree, biologically speaking, you know, on an evolutionary scale, I think that. The tendency to have some sort of structured government is inevitable for the human race, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think that that's the inevitable result of tribalism. I, I, I kind of think of it as, you know, if you look at just the physical geographical locations, I think that tribalism over time, you know, you have this basically where... You have people inhabiting a similar geographical re region. They'll eventually form some type of yeah. some type of governmental system. Yeah. So I think the problem is is that no matter what 
happens as a result of that governmental system, we're bound and determined to repeat, at least on some level, the same mistake. Because we can't avoid it. Right. You know? And so I think the thing of it is is, is the biggest tool, the biggest weapon uh, that we have in that fight is is a reluctance to compliance. Yeah. You know? Systematic noncompliance. I mean, I think, honestly, I have to say, <laughs> listen, and, and for anybody, anybody who disagrees with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, you're crazy, right? For real. And I'll say, and here's why I say that. You have a people that that are coming together on on, on a, some common ground, and they're saying, "Listen, we we're not complying mm. because here is the result of our not here is the result of our compliance, right? And because of that, we're not compliant. And I think that even if even if it's in a fractured way, mm. at least you can you at least you can garnish some level of, um, you know. At least you can garnish some level of, I see that as a, a positive influence. You know, we might do the same. And another movement can do the same thing. You know, you can have Chinese lives matter. Everyone lives but matter. white people. Yeah, well, yeah. And and I think the thing of it is, is that if you can't, if you can't say that noncompliance is a good thing, is a, is a preventer for democide, you know, you're wrong. Well, it goes back to just the basic uh, peaceful resistance. Yeah. I'm not going to comply with this. Uh, mm-hmm. Some Gandhi shit. Yeah. My only problem with Black Lives Matter, other than the fact that they get uh, co-opted, it's too easy for people to join your group. Yeah. You got Black Block. Yeah. You got an organization called Sunrise, which actually elected 18 of the 32 candidates that they put forward, two of which AOC and uh, whatever, the other radical Muslim lady. Mm. I forget her name. Yeah, from uh, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tlaib. No. Uh, Rashida Tlaib's another one. There's yeah. three of them. It's not important. Yeah. They're uh, unelected, largely. They're just, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're just brought forth from the ether. They're yeah. here to teach us the, the truths of the Hadith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> such cleansing fire. <laughs> um, but you got, like I said, you know, you got Antifa, you got Black Block, you got Sunrise. There are all these groups that they want a communist overthrow, yeah. and they're riding the wave. Yeah. They literally talk about it in these videos that they put out on their own channels. Like, we just wait for something like this to happen. Yeah. And then we ride the wave. Yeah. Yeah. And it's too convenient that they're also tied to these big money funders that want to destroy right. the currency anyway. Right. It's all a play. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I get I get that. I get that point. I, I think my main concern is <clears throat> at least my my agreeance with it is is in the is in the foundational idea. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Completely. You know, yeah. I think that the thing that I, the thing that I could I, I imagine is the most effective method is is some level of unity. I think because if you look at it like that too, um, it's hard it's hard to garner some level of unity among in any group, other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It really is. So if you can find some unifying factor to be like, you know, look. Um, we hate the police, you know, and we hate the, we hate at least large elements of the government that they're employed by. And we're not compliant with that. I think that, I think that's something that we all need to adopt. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just wish there was a way we could do it where it wasn't involved in race. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Anytime that they get a chance, 
it's one of their main tools yeah. of dividing us. Yeah. Uh, white lives, black lives, yeah. all lives, yeah. blue lives. Yeah. yeah. All right. How about human blue beings? Blue lives. How about yeah. fuck the government? Yeah. Can we yeah. just come together and, and think of a, a PR way to like just say like no masters? Yeah. Yeah, no. Anarchy. I get that. You know? Right. Yeah. All I get love. That. I get that. And, and you know. That's I, the only thing they fear, I feel like. Well, I think that too, you know, maybe maybe to some degree. I think that's – you know, I read a book. I think maybe we might have had a conversation about this before. Um, I read a book some years ago uh, called The New Jim Crow. Um, and, and it, you know, this book highlighted a lot of different things, and it made a lot of sense. You know, it talked about how essentially um, – it talked about how the prison system was used as a replacement for slavery. Mm-hmm. Very effectively. I mean, it worked. It was almost a seamless transition. Yeah. Still working with no problems. Really. Yeah. I mean, how can we demonize the people so much? And that's always been my problem with the prison system, right? Is how can we demonize people to the extent that we're okay with the shit that, that we do? Like, how can we be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck them. They need to fucking work. 12, 16 hours a day for, you know, 45 cents a day. I mean, how can you, how did they effectively allow us as, or how did we allow each other as, you know, the, the an American population to be like, yeah, you know, if you fuck up, this is what you should get. You know what I mean? Like, how did, how did they, how they sell it? Yeah. How did they sell that? You know, but this book described that pretty well. Um, and I think that the the biggest problem is is at the end of the day, uh, the racial divide started very early on in this country, and and I think I think the author kind of pointed to uh, Thomas Bacon's uh, rebellion, um, and essentially, so how they how they explained it is that you know white people were here in this uh, in this country as slaves. Black people were here in this country as slaves, and, and, you know, Native Americans were here in this country as slaves. You know, some Mexicans brought it from the South were here as slaves, and they're like, well, let's see. How can we avoid these guys coming together uh, and, you know, and not wanting to be slaves anymore? And they're like, well, if we just tell, you know, the white people that they're just a little bit better than the black people, but we're still going to keep them in the shittiest conditions as <laughs> we possibly can, yeah. then we can divide them enough to where... At least we know they won't want to lose their caste, right? The blacks and the whites, they 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 they're, they're okay not being together because of this this fake division that we've created. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like you say, that's where I that's where I support, not where I support the the Black Lives Matter movement is is the noncompliance. Where I have a problem with it is that it plays into, like you said, that divide. You know, because in, in that route. <laughs> We'll never, we'll never get out of this. We like a charismatic leader to bring everyone together. Yeah. Because everybody wants to get to the argument of black lives, all lives. Yeah. And blue lives and all that other dumb shit. But I feel like we're reaching a point where it's not going to matter much longer. Yeah. This is all orchestrated. Yeah. They had to do something to tank the economy. Right. Because we're at fictional levels of debt. Yeah. I mean, if you can actually fathom the size of a million dollars. Right. Right. Then tell me what a trillion looks like. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> the fuck out of here. Nobody knows what that looks like. If you look at the national debt clock with all unfunded liabilities, we're something like twenty five quadrillion yeah. dollars in debt. <laughs> now you've taken fiction and you're just you're pissing on me while I sleep. Right, right. And you right. expect me like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just take it. <clears throat> but I don't know. Yeah. It's all a function of the game. This is all probably a mall game that we signed up to play as children. You yeah. Know, Fifteen dollars for a thirty minute ride and we right. just think it's a ninety year game. Right. We come out and we're like, man, Colliver came back after, you know, colon cancer, bro. He was 88. He went back to the carpet store, you know, right. shout out Rick and Morty. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I feel like we're closer now to a purge than we ever have been. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and, you know, I think a lot of it kind of revolves around this, man, is that we have the ability, um, you know, the American experiment is unique in the, in the fashion that the way the way that we started the country wasn't like well you know the way that we started this country was was treason you know what i mean like yeah. like we were founded on treason at least to some extent you know that mm-hmm. there's a piece of of the quote unquote patriotism in this country the story of this country where you know there is some part of us that's willing to say you know what fuck the system you know, I mean, you're, you're going to have the Tom Morellos, I mean, that, you know, from Rage Against the Machine, that's going to burn an American flag in the 1990s, you know, yeah, right, you're going to have that. And I think that if we can capitalize on that feeling of, you know what, fuck the system. You can't burn my hypnotic worship flag. Yeah. <laughs> that cloth is important to me and I will yeah. fight you with violence. Yeah. If I ever see you light of the blaze. Yeah. And so <coughs> I, we have to capitalize on that. If it if it comes down to it, we have to capitalize on that violent non-compliance, man. I mean, we really do. Uh, there's something calming when I watch TikTok and I just see cops getting beat up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, somebody, uh, Doctor Doug Hurdy, who you met recently, yeah, for maybe the first time, yeah. Uh, he wanted to have a, a a debate, I guess you would call it. We were talking about the the murder of that dude at Wendy's. Ah, yeah. And he's like, how's that any different than, I don't know why he used this example, but uh, say you're a prison guard Mm -hmm. and somebody just comes up and takes your PR. Okay. And how do you justify the violence that you will then ensue upon him? You know, because you're a part of a slave system. You don't know what he's in there for. It's not really your job to judge him, but your job literally is to enforce with violence Mm -hmm. their uh, incarceration. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, you know, I hypothetically, I hate that job. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> right. If I were to have a job, like I would that, never would though. And right. I would never be involved. Nah. You know, in an employment like that. Nah. Uh, yeah. But hypothetically speaking, though, here's the thing. I find this interesting. Hypothetically, I've talked to a lot of people that work in a place like that. Yeah. You know? um, Once or twice. A lot of people. Yeah. Um, one might even say hundreds of times. Yeah. Uh, We've been here before. <laughs> and none of them, right, none of them have killed anybody. Well, you know, let's just say <laughs> that none of them have killed anybody. Yeah, I mean, that's a good track record. Right, yeah. None that work there anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you have people that are just proven to be, you know, well, at least, you know, however proven you can have with a jury of 12 people randomly selected. Right. Uh, randomly. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that are proven 
to be violent criminals. And none of them have ever been murdered by the employees there that work there. You know? Yeah. So I don't know, right? But and actually that situation in which you described has happened multiple times. Yeah. You know? Uh so I've heard. Well that's what they say. You know. I mean, I can't be for sure. I've never seen it. You don't work there. Right. I don't work there. <laughs> Neither of us. But <laughs> had it ever happened, uh, and none of none of these uh, alleged offenders who had done such a thing, uh, supposedly, were ever murdered yeah. or killed or, uh, you know, as they might say. Corrected. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Reeducated. <laughs> God damn it. I almost threw up on myself. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, back to your point. Um, you want to have a you want to have a, at least a brief discussion on free will, man. Yeah, I just uh, have you come to any new realizations about it? Because the more we've talked about it, and then we've gone about a, a week or so without talking about it, it's only really fucked me up more. Yeah. Well, trust me. So this started. Uh, this started uh, with me. Let's see. <coughs> I can't remember how long ago that was. Let's, let's just say a couple years. Um, you know, I've always been. I've always, I grew up very religious, mm. very religious. Raised Christian. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm talking three, uh, you know, three church services a week. Ooh, we. Uh, yeah. Thought I had it back. Yeah. No, I mean, I was, I was heavy. You know, I've preached in a pulpit before. No shit. Yeah. I did not know Believe that. Believe that. Yeah. I've got a video proof of it too. I was going to say, are you hitting me with some of that shit you told me about with your college professor? Like when I was a, a drug addiction counselor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, buy whatever you're selling. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's true. Just tell me your story. It sounds good, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but that is that is true. Um, so, <clears throat> and I grew up that, and I, I grew up very con, uh, very conservative. Um, my parents were never political, but they said they were conservative, so I just kind of assumed that I was. And, uh, you know, growing up in a, like a working class, you know, fucking poverty-ridden area, really. Blue-collar life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so... All of these things that I've learned in the past five to ten years have just really like sh- like shook me to my core, and I and I say that like with with sincerity, I really do because you want to talk about the hardest thing to wrap your head around growing up, thinking like, well, you know, you go from listen, you know, you're born and 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 God gave you free will, and He just wants you to love Him, uh, make the right choice, know, make the right choice, or burn in hell for eternity. Uh, but you have that choice, right? I grew up believing that. I mean, I really, truly, I mean, I've read the Bible. I've actually read it several times, right? Cover to cover. Um, and, uh, interestingly enough, I still go to Bible study sometimes occasionally, uh, cause the, the pastor at the church that I went to, he's a super intelligent guy. He's got a PhD in religious theology. Um, and I go because I want to understand the viewpoint of the religious. I want to understand how they still feel the way that they do. Right. Um, and so going from believing that way to at least mostly believing that we don't have free will at all was the hardest thing for me to jump to, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, Sam Harris hashtag, you know, uh, making sense. You have to check it out, man. I mean, you have to listen to, he's had three or four different conversations Um Really good one with uh, Brett Weinstein. Uh, he's had a really good one with Jordan Peterson. He's had talks with uh, um, uh, even Ben Shapiro, actually, interestingly enough. That would be a neat one to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say that, you know, 
I originally discounted Ben Shapiro just as as a as a fucking nut job, fucking Jew. But yeah, <laughs> but that guy. I mean, I have to say that you know, first of all, he's Harvard educated, right? yeah. so he's not dumb. You know, he may play dumb, but he's not dumb. You know, and uh, you listen to some of the conversations they've had, and and uh, when you listen to Sam Harris's viewpoint on the matter, and you really start to look at it, is you have to kind of confront yourself with the fact that maybe he's right. Not only maybe is he right, but he's probably right. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. My biggest problem with him, I've listened to a lot of his stuff. Yeah. And I went down the Hitchens rabbit hole for a while. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Hitchens fan, by the way. That's why I mentioned him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've, I, I like where, they're, where their head's at in a lot of ways, but it's almost like, and I don't know if either of them are a part of the atheist plus crowd or not. But they basically turned, like, atheism into religion. Yeah, yeah. I just don't... My problem is... I'd say at the lowest point in my life of, like, trying to figure it out, right? Mm. Agnostic is a good word. Okay. Because nobody knows. Yeah. You can tell me all day long that right. you know one way or the other, but right. you're fucking but you lying. Don't. You're a yeah. liar. You haven't yeah. been told anything yeah. that I haven't been told. Right. Um, I've done too many psychedelic drugs <laughs> to think it's an accident. Yeah. The way, I mean... I'm willing to go, like, you, you fucked me up, honestly, with the, like, I, I'm willing to, I'm willing to accept a simulation. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But Nick the fact Rostrum, that, <laughs> when you hit me with that shit about, not only is it a simulation, but it's a simulation created by an AI. Yeah. And I, my brain automatic was like, that's, that's poppycock. That's bullshit. I'm driving home and I'm like, Bleh! I'm throwing up in my lap and I'm just smeared all over my body like yeah. it's finger paints. Yeah. But it's like, uh, yeah, it could be that. Yeah. And then you talked about the uh, interview, I think it was at Eric Weinstein and where he interviewed Elon Musk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was Lex Friedman <laughs> on the Artificial oh. Intelligence Podcast. Okay. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who aren't, aren't hip, uh, Lex Friedman... Uh, he's a MIT uh, engineer. This dude, he's from Russia, you know. So just a little disclaimer. Mark I mean, Conover, you know, he's probably Mark Conover. Yeah, I've never met Mark Conover. Never have he either. works at a correctional Dimitri facility. Lavra you know, he did supposedly. Uh, that I've never die. been employed at. Um, no, <laughs> fuck that. But, <laughs> I mean, why would I do that? Uh, but so here's the thing: is don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say that. Like, well, listen, I've decided that this is the truth, and that you know, this is the way it is, and uh, uh, I'm 100 percent certain of this fact. But the more that the facts are laid out to me, tips the scales. The more I become convinced. So, um, and the and the simulation idea run by an artificial intelligence man. You talk about mind bending. Yeah, um, it broke me. But just for a little bit of a reference point here, let's kind of ground this conversation. Uh, Elon Musk last month when they launched the uh, SpaceX um, to the International Space Station, the first private company to ever launch astronauts to the International Space Station, the first time that they've launched an astro- uh, a spaceship from American soil in nine years, right? Um, so... <clears throat> And the CEO to have the largest, the largest pay increase, uh, net worth value wise, in a period of time in, in American history. Right now, I don't know about you, right? But it would seem to be 
then maybe he knows what he's talking about. Kind of. You know, <clears throat> maybe. Um, or maybe the fact that he's got the largest fleet of self-driving cars um, in the world. Uh, or that he's also trying to run some type of project where he's trying to hack the, the human mind with Neuralink. Simultaneously, maybe he's got a little bit of credibility. And that <clears throat> the interview that he gave on Joe Rogan made me feel for him. Yeah. Like, I actually felt feelings. Yeah. Because he actually seemed like he was suffering. Right. Where he's talking about, like, I just I can't turn it off. Yeah. My brain's constantly trying to think of things to fix. Right. And he just seemed tired. Yeah. I was like, God damn. Yeah. The level of depth from an interview Man. is much deeper than I expected. Yeah. Well, he talked about that, too. Uh, he said that recently. I think it was on an interview. He was like, yeah. It was after um, SpaceX had launched. He was like, yeah, I slept for like four hours. He's like, this is the most I've slept in years. God damn. I'm like, this dude is a, a savage. Yeah. You know? Well, shout out to being in the AI. Yeah. You know, yeah. Pretending to be a human. Apparently, yeah. And, you know, it was funny. Um, I believe that um, Lex Friedman asked, he asked Elon Musk a question. They had two interviews on the on the. Uh, on Lex's podcast that you should check out. But uh, he, on the first one, they asked, you know, what would it look like when two uh, AIs have their first conversation autonomously? And then the next conversation they had, somebody made a good comment. It's like, here it is right now. Nah. Because they're both fucking artificial intelligence <laughs> for real. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. Like these dudes are not real. Um, but they talked about it, and, and uh, Lex Friedman asked Elon Musk a question. He said, how would you know, from your perspective as, as, an, as an engineer, you know, or you know, as the head of a corporation that's trying to engineer artificial intelligence, um, he said, how would you know that, that AI has achieved AGI, artificial general intelligence? And he said, well, he said, when we have no test to understand or to differentiate between human beings and artificial intelligence, then we'll have achieved AGI. And I got here to thinking about it. And so it kind of comes along with this idea of the simulation theory that <laughs> even when you get to the end, the simulation the simulation is either designed in such a way that you'll never tell when you get to the end, right? Or when you get to the end, the, the simulation will be changed. Right. To where the end is really just this ever fleeting kind of concept ever changing yeah westworld yeah it is right so you it's might like, think you die but you just keep getting put yeah, back in the game really the the small black ball it's your consciousness is sitting in some you know water tank flotation device that's keeping it cooled to a certain degree used as a cell for the ai <laughs> main brain main brain that's just trying to experience itself yeah and so i think you know i'm not okay so i am um I am anti-religious in some ways, right? <laughs> there are certain people. You say uh, anti-faith? Yeah. Well. Faith is the enemy of knowing. Yeah, I would say anti-faith, yeah. That's probably the better of the two. Faith is dangerous. Yeah, I, faith is dangerous. And I try to I try to make that point to people. Um, I, I really, like I really, and I think here's the thing. Now, I, I hate to do this, you know, because I hate to be this guy. But I'm going to play the devil's advocate. In this situation. As you should. Critical thinking's a motherfucker. Right, yeah. You know? I'm going to play this the devil's advocate for Hitchens and Harris. They they truly believe, and I think the biggest thing, and, and I find this, you know, Christopher Hitchens, he was a drunk, right? And he was very adversarial, which made him the best, the one of the best public speakers you'll ever hear. I mean, I think that's the, the, the kind of the... Takes an interesting uh, 
concoction to make yeah. a public speaker. Yeah, he's very intoxicating and intoxicated, <laughs> you know. But like when you did listen to him, I mean, just like the way that he just kind of brings people in this, like you know, this intellectual trap, and then just pounces. Soothsayer. If you ever get a chance, watch him and Al Sharpton. Um, it's like a, it's like a lion, you know, playing with a dying buffalo. Just so you know, as I'm editing this podcast later, I'm going to be doing all the things you're suggesting. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but I, I think. If you if you listen to Sam Harris, I, I think that part of the reason why he makes atheism religion, and I think maybe he's walked that back to some degree, is because he really believes that the human being, that the human species is capable of complete reason. And he believes that because we lack free will, he believes that the people who believe like him in complete reason can influence right the mind without the use of freedom of choice enough to change the danger of faith because faith is like you said faith is dangerous yeah you know faith in god is dangerous faith in allah is dangerous faith in buddha is dangerous all these things are dangerous because it requires some level of cognitive dissonance like it does shut it off yeah follow the faith okay i just don't believe what i see you know, or I believe what I don't see to a scary degree. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, both of these things are, 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 are equally terrifying. Um, and so that's where I kind of, I'm not really sold on free will. I'm not sold on choice, you know, I, <laughs> and it's funny to sit here and say that because, you know, Maybe I chose to drive here tonight to have this conversation. Or maybe there was a part of me that regardless uh, of whether or not I wanted to do it, that if you asked me, I would have come. Because that's how my brain is created. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that's how my brain is designed. And maybe there's a part of you that was always going to ask me to be here. Right. I definitely wanted to ask for a know? long time. So Tubbs is also asking that you come back. Yeah. Because he wants to have a three way game yeah. thing. I like <laughs> I like that as well. <laughs> Stinks. <laughs> so <clears throat> I think the thing of it is is that there's really no way to prove that freedom of choice exists or that it doesn't. Well, you fucked me up the most with it when I, I gave you the example. I think it was the day that I broke. Maybe like the third or fourth time we talked about it. But like I was like, Man, I, for real. We're here. Mm -hmm. We chose to come to work that mm -hmm. day in the factory of sadness. Mm -hmm. We chose to, to get dressed and go into that cock-sucking hole of <laughs> human shit. And we're having that conversation. I was like, you know, theoretically, I could leave here yeah. now mm -hmm. at any time I want. Mm -hmm. Not tell anyone. Mm -hmm. I could go get my things. I could just fucking leave mm -hmm. and go until I ran out of money mm -hmm. and then start a new life. And yeah. you're like, yeah, you could. Yeah. You're not going to, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, yeah. man. <laughs> well, and you know, I, I think about that a lot, too. Like, uh, uh, for example, like, uh, if I were to say, if I were to say to you, and I, I think that's why predictive analytics works. Predictive analytics work with text. That's why it works. In try, if you're going to say that I can accurately predict the choices you'll make given certain conditions, right? What does that mean? Based on the information, like how Google has all the information. Yeah. And they can predict within a 
percentile what you're going to do before you even know what you're going to do that yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. So you have the right amount of information. Mm-hmm. Sure, you can tell me what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, unless I decide to wake up instead of using Grinder, I hit up Bumble. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm feeling froggy. Well, and you know, I think the thing of it is, man, is that the the illusion of choice is so strong, right? The illusion. <laughs> and, and I think that maybe that's, I think that if we understand, I think if the human species understands that we don't have freedom of choice, I believe that at least on some level, you know, there is some danger of just this complete nihilism, right? Well, fuck it. What does it matter? You right. know what I mean? I, I can't choose what I'm doing anyway. How does that impact you, you think, if you just take on the nihilistic viewpoint? Well, you know, I I think of it like this, and, and I think uh, I think Sam Harrison and Brett Weinstein, they, they went down this rabbit hole. And they, and they described life in a deterministic way as such. Let's say you're reading a book, okay? You don't know how the book ends, right? But the book's already been written. You can't change the book, right? You can't change the path that the characters take. You can't change anything about it. But yet you read the book anyway. Because you, you read see it with how the it same ends. intensity. Right. Because you want to know how it ends. You like the story. Right. So your life is a story. Right? It's been written in some way, right? Even the things that happen unexpectedly, they've been written in some way. Not by an author so much, but I think they've been written in the fact that physics exists in such a way that if you plug in a certain set of numbers, right, certain things are likely to happen based on those numbers. To go back to your example of our previous conversation where you said, like, you're born a white male. Yeah. In southwestern Ohio, mm-hmm. FEMA District 5. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you've already guaranteed a certain amount of things mm-hmm. versus being born in India mm-hmm. as a female yeah. or China as a as a female. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's all predetermined code. Absolutely. Well, it's like, too, it's kind of like if you were to, if you were to, if you were to look at it as, as, as just like a simple line, right? And every factor that determines the outcome of your life or, or, or the outcome of your current position were to subtract from the total length of that line, what's left at the end? Right. Right? So, race, uh, you know, geographical location, right? The culture in which you were raised, right? All of these different things, how much of that influences the choices that you make, right? So, like... Do you think that choice or free will exists on a micro, but not on a macro, basically? Like, you can make minuscule choices that are within your biome. Yeah, yeah. And maybe maybe that's a possibility. Creating the illusion of actual choice. Yeah, and that's one thing that I like to kind of hold on to. Because, I honestly, it terrifies me. The idea that free will doesn't exist. It's fucking terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. And if it doesn't scare you... Right, then you're, you're not paying crazy. attention. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because that means that nothing, re- nothing matters. Yeah. Right. Your life is meaningless. Hashtag no lives matter. And, right. Yeah. Every life around you. Right. Everybody's existence. Even even giving a fuck about it is futile, because everything that happens was already going to happen anyway. Well, that's why you know. Shout out Buddhism. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Religion again. Right. Yeah. But non attachment. Yeah. That's the only way to decrease suffering. Well, and and you know, I, there's a, a good on, on that note. There's a good uh, 
uh, I call him philosopher, intellectual, whatever. Uh, Paul Bloom, if you ever get a chance, he's a, um, I think he's a Harvard, uh, Harvard or Stanford psychologist. Uh, and he talks about the case against empathy. And he says that empathy is bad uh, because it's not good for us to feel the suffering of other people. You know, I mean, honestly, right now, as we speak in this very moment, how many people are dying and suffering, you know, being tortured to death right now? Yeah. Being raped, being murdered, being whatever. I mean, you can't feel the pain of other people like that. Your head would explode. You know what I mean? So there is some legitimate case against empathy, you know, a case for sympathy, but against empathy because, I mean. You know, see now, just to judo this, yeah. Because another, I'm just trying to share the my mind fuck, yeah, that I went through with right. the conversation with everybody listening. But like, I think when I finally broke, I hit you with like, well, why? What does it even matter? Mm-hmm. Like, what would you? What do you do? Because I kind of thought maybe you were taking a nihilistic viewpoint, right? And I was like, well, how the fuck do you even justify? Like, what do you do mm. to feel like you help? And you were talking about like. Like, you know, I instead of being here, I'd rather be somewhere with you or yeah. anybody else. Yeah. Just making a ramp. Right. At somebody's house who yeah. needs handicap access. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, uh, shout out not, to uh, William McCaskill, effective altruism, yeah. by the way. Is that not effectively like choosing empathy over nihilism? Well, and that's the thing. That's where I, that's where I've, I found myself personally at an impasse because I don't know. I'd like to think that uh, I'd like to think that these choices exist. I'd like to think that the decision to be like, well, fuck it, it doesn't matter anyway. I'm just going to keep coming to a shithole to work and blah blah blah. But I think, in a way, um, the path that you take, given certain knowledge, is kind of determined by the overall structure of your brain. <laughs> And, and, and what makes your, you know, what, what the makeup of your psychology, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, why do, why would I rather be doing these things? I, I really don't know. There's a reward system involved there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was Somehow. born, I was born that way. You know what I mean? I was born feeling good helping people. You know what That's I mean? That's natural, I, I think. Yeah. And, and so I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm very hesitant to say that you know hey listen free will does not exist I'm very hesitant to do that because it fucking it's it's too scary man right like that's probably the biggest that scares me more than nuclear Armageddon yeah because at least in nuclear Armageddon we don't have to feel pain for the rest of our lives and so, generations and so generations don't have in. to live yeah. out some fucking made up simulation remember that time after nuclear Armageddon where we were both uh. Uh, radioactive potato farmers, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's heavy. I mean, yeah. it's, it's definitely a great thought exercise. Yeah. I also can't commit to the lack of free will because yeah. I'm going to sit here and convince myself until the day that I can't draw breath anymore that yeah. I chose all this. Yeah. You know, I get I, it. I, it's the, I get it. <laughs> but here's the thing though, right? Here's the only thing that I challenge people on. As I say this, listen, constantly question that how much of that is you're convincing yourself out of fear. Right. You know what I mean? For sure. And and the other factors, too. Uh, I think we talked about the book Robots Rebellion. Yeah. 
Yeah. Where how much of your choices are actually your own versus not even completely disregard the fact that 80% of your mood and how they came up with that number, I'll never know. Right. But 80% of your mood is dictated by your gut biome. Right. Based on your diet. Right. Your genes. Yeah. You know, we're more or less a fucking walking, talking tunnel for the things that live in our bodies. Yeah. More than we are a conscious being. Yeah. Making its own choices. Absolutely. But I'm still sticking with the old I, faithful I get out it. of fear, you yeah, know, probably. I, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of part of me that is too, because like a lot of these things I understand, like logically I could sit here and I could say, well, you know, here's what I believe based on the facts. I believe this to be true. But at the end of the day, right, the way that I live my life is based on the idea, the illusion of freedom of choice. Right. Because that's really the only way that you can make it by on a daily basis. It's, just, it's the only way to keep it just a gun oil in your mouth and not yeah. an actual, you know, <laughs> pop, pop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it reminded me of that uh, Stone Sour. Uh, <laughs> keep the gun oiled and the temple clean. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, man. I... <laughs> but, I mean, really, we just have to attend a, most likely, I would assume, a uh, Westboro Baptist Church sermon. Yeah. That'd probably get us right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that, or maybe just forego all worldly possessions and go on a trip to Mecca. Yeah. And, and then learn the truths that we have to then share with a bus full of innocent people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You ever seen that meme of the little girl looking back at her mom and she's getting on the school bus and she's like, why is my backpack so heavy? <laughs> the mom just says, a little luck butter. <laughs> I like the one where it's like uh, a face you make when your dad or your husband comes back from the suicide bombing. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. God, you have one job, dad. Yeah. What the fuck? Here in America, we've got problems with fathers like going for a pack of cigarettes and not coming back for 23 years. You know? <laughs> Over there, they don't come back. When they do, it's it, a disappointment. It intentionally. <laughs> uh, I can't call it. Oh, man. Is there anything in your heart uh, or your supposed emotion box, whatever you call it, <laughs> that you would like to share with the hundreds of thousands of people that are inevitably going to hear your dulcet tones? Man. Uh, you know, I think... Uh, I think one of the biggest things is is if you listen to uh, Carl Sagan's uh, "Pale Blue Dot" being read by Elon Musk, I think if that doesn't uh, if that doesn't make you understand the the meaninglessness of your mere existence, yeah, you know, and if that doesn't at least put it into perspective, maybe the fact that you know you're just you're just not even a tiny speck of dust in, on a cosmic plane that is suspended in a pale blue shadow in, in a universe that's hundreds of billions of years older than than, than its own self. I'm sorry, did you say 3,000? Because yeah. that's what I accept. Yeah, yeah. 3,000 years old. <laughs> Hashtag, uh, well, I'm not going to put out anything out there. <laughs> Let's just, I mean, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but honestly, though, I, I don't mean to be negative in that sense. I, what I mean to say is that uh, I think that we we exist in a world where we've placed some massive level of importance um, on things that we can't even we can't even really say that matter. But um, there's a there's an old uh, is a Greek proverb or Roman proverb, and it said, uh, 
great is the man who plants a tree whose shadow he will not live in. Yeah. Right? That's deep. And man, that hit me the other day. Yeah. Uh, so plant some trees, man. You right. know? To shade your grandbabies. Yeah. Or uh, great grandbabies. Yeah. I mean, whatever it is, man. Or maybe a a protester. Yeah. Who's gender fluid and. Right. Not binary. <laughs> he's just trying to hide. Yeah. You know, he's just trying to yeah. find a place to hide load up that Molotov cocktail. Artificial intelligence bots that just fucking lob. Trying to, find, <laughs> trying to find a place to get away from the man for a brief second yeah. to load up that Mazeltov cocktail <laughs> and throw it into the fucking Zion machine, you know? Man. It's been good. Yeah. You definitely got to come back. Yeah. Tubbs wants to increase yeah. this fucking psychic handball to threefold. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. He was he was uh, very upset spaghetti when I yeah. <laughs> told him that you were coming on. He's like, why didn't we do this before? I'm yeah. like, well, we'll get him back, man. Yeah, it's cool. Don't worry, man. I'll it's pay cool. for the gas, yeah. whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> watch me get killed in a fucking car accident or something. <laughs> no, actually, it's uh, a nuclear warfare. <laughs> we touched on it earlier, but you know, China talked about wartime measures. And matter of fact, they just launched a satellite over North Korea. Ah. Uh, so they're going to preach a message of peace. Yeah. It goes right over the middle of the United States, and they're just going to flash it one time. And right. All the power goes out. Next thing you know, it's just got zipper heads everywhere. Right. <laughs> trying, to, trying to re-educate us, you know? Yeah, those fucking EMPs, man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that or the sun will hook up. Yeah. Either way, we'll right. we'll figure it out. We'll, I think we'll heat do some... death is most appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather do this in the astral plane anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this aging meat sack that we're driving around, you know? No doubt, man. No doubt. You want to go uh, uptown somewhere and pay taxes on a fermented beverage? Yeah, What's absolutely. Up? Yeah. yeah. It'd be, be great, man. Try and get all these shout-outs out without fucking it up. Uh, we got JNY5 underscore on Instagram. Check him out. He makes our cover art. He's a savage. Anarchist. Minimalist. Artist, you know, sending messages through the art form. I can only do stick figures, so <laughs> everything that he does is it's like a goddamn Bible to me. I don't understand it, but... God damn it, if he doesn't do a good job, <laughs> you know. Uh, Blood of the Brave at Bandcamp, bloodofthebrave.com, Blood of the Brave on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. He does our music. I wouldn't say our music, but we use his music. We're basically like a giant psychic leech here to give you a little bit of information and also try and suck your lifeblood out over at patreon.com forward slash bones and tubs. We also have a T Public page. You can find a link on our Instagram. We just got an extra 11% off the sales. You want to support us? I'm not going to fucking stop you. <laughs> I'll be it for me to tell you what to do with your money. Right. If you want to fucking join the cult, go ahead. I'm more than fine with that. We welcome everyone. Uh, we are on Instagram. Instagram.com forward slash Bones and Tubs. Twitter at Bones Tubs. Facebook.com forward slash Bones and Tubs. Check us out. Share us with a friend. Thank you for sitting in. Thank you, Teen Wolf, or unless you have a better name. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Teen Wolf it is. <laughs> <laughs> Lannister always pays his debts, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll definitely have you back if you if you have us. Absolutely, it's been a great time. I've it's the fastest way to assassinate an hour and fifteen minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll go up here and maybe murder a random person to get away with it because we have no motive. You know? I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, <laughs> the no knock raids already happening. That's why the dogs barking out there. But thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate it, and we love you. I ain't here to 
talk shop, I'm here to talk cops Who crooked and corrupt, who need to be stopped Who aren't afraid to aim, squeeze and release Round after round, until they put them in sheets I said, any and everywhere, they're hitting the well aware Of what they're doing, and no, they don't care Everything's illegal, and nobody's free We're all tapped to track, yeah You and me, hardwired and tuned They watch in the back room with their cameras on Zoom Laughing at me and you, yeah Go ahead and think it ain't a police stick for real Cause the cops got tanks, I got hounds to call out Around to the used, but that ain't a problem Until the used on you, I said One false move, you'll be up on the news In the morning and evening, footage of your family weeping Man down, yeah they do what they want And they rule by force and they're right on the hunt Man down, they put another in the ground I got tanks and troops headed in your town Man down, it ain't a game, it's a shame That's why I don't play, cause they run the game Man down, yeah they do what they want And they rule by force and they're right on the they hunt They say, that's the way it is But it's sick cause the kids deserve more than to live In the world like this, I'm pissed I'm phased and in the rage And hot from the flash and the bang grenades I'm burning alive, cause I'm burning inside I'm a man on fire, cause another man died I'm appalled, let's just list them all I'm sure I'll miss a few and a few will applaud Kids, shot kids, taste pregnant ladies, taking babies to land and put cuffs on the hands of veterans. It choked a peacemaker, he broke up a fight and then died a little later. They shot men in the back who went under attack and were caught on film and then lied about the facts and protect each other. They're on in the throne, so don't be shocked at all when they're breaking your home. Man down, yeah, they do what they want and they rule by force and they're right on the hunt. Man down, they put another in the ground I got tanks and troops headed to your town Man down, it ain't a game, it's a shame That's why I don't play, cause they run the game Man down, yeah they do what they want And they rule by force and they're right on the hunt It'll get real, in a matter of minutes Gone without a sentence, no trial, no witness Man down, it ain't new, get a clue and just think next time It could've been you, man down, it ain't new it could have been you, man down It ain't new, get a clue and just think next time It could have been you It'll get real, in a matter of minutes Gone without a sentence, no trial, no witness Man down, it ain't new, get a clue and just think next time It could have been you, man down It ain't new, get a clue and just think next time It could have been you, man down It ain't new, get a clue and just think next time It could have been you All they need